0: The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mortgage Women Magazine. It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at
1: www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com. The Federal Reserve is meeting for the first time in 2023, and it comes just as the housing market seems to be turning around. So what will the Fed decide to do over the next two days, and how will that affect the economy and thus home buying? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network, and today I'm joined by friend of the pod, Connell Fullenkamp, an economics professor at Duke University. So Connell, thanks for joining me. Glad to be here. So, and I guess before we get started, we were just talking, but we'll fill our audience. And you're just coming back from from teaching a cra- class in uh, Mauritius. Yeah, I was teaching for the International
0: Monetary Fund about financial development and inclusion uh, for an African audience.
1: Very cool. Very cool. So we're glad uh, we're glad you're back, and we're glad you've got some time to uh, talk with us. Uh, doing our monthly look ahead, or or not monthly, but regular look ahead to to Fed meetings. It's the first meeting of of 2023. And of course, we've we've seen a lot of data since the the last meeting. So I guess before we look at what the Fed's going to do, where are we as an economy right now? Yeah, I
0: think uh, the big story, of course, is the deceleration of inflation that seems to be showing up now more consistently across the different ways that we slice and dice the numbers. So that's pretty good news. Um On on the other side, though, we still have this persistent tightness in the labor market, and that is really throwing a curveball into understanding where the economy is. And it's leading to a lot of disagreement about whether uh, the economy is still kind of in a state of overheating or not. And that's leading, in in turn, to big discussions within the Fed about what to do about interest rates. So there's, you know, there's some, I think, some clarity about the, the the direction of inflation, it seems to be heading down, but there's a lot of uh, uncertainty about the uh, about the economic activity. and I think that's really complicating the Fed's decision.
1: and so what what do we think that means the Fed will do on Wednesday? There's a lot of debate about whether or not they'll uh, lower their rate hikes. Do, do you think that's what they'll do? You know, all the messages coming
0: out of the the statements, uh, on the part of uh, people going into the meeting, seem to indicate that they're going to slow down the pace of rate increases, and I'm wondering if part of this uh, gets back to I think it was the uh, uh, the 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 president of the the Dallas Fed who likened this to you know driving down a really foggy road, trying to slow down and just uh, so you can navigate it better. I think that's part of what the Fed is hoping for is that they're going to get some better information about where the economy really is if they slow down the rate pay, the rate increases i think they're a little bit worried of of overdoing it
1: is is there so i mean basically it sounds like they just want to see how the economy is going to act on its own is there any possibility whether it's this month or maybe at their next meeting that they don't do a rate hike and and see how the economy reacts
0: i think it's possible but i'm i'm thinking that they're they're going to try to just downshift into a slower pace of rate increases. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence from the uh, the folks who are behind these kind of monetary policy rules that suggest that rates really ought to be still climbing. And again, I think I think in this in this current economic mix, I don't think the Fed can. Take his foot completely off the excel uh, off the brakes here, so to speak. Um, but I do think that they're trying to be mindful that uh, it's it's really. I think they're just still again worried that they're going to overdo it, so they're going to slow things down, see if they can get better data, and uh, and and keep the keep the the rate hikes to uh, a slower pace at least for the near term. I just don't see them completely taking the foot foot off the brakes, though.
1: Is there also a danger in perhaps sending the wrong message if they? have a meeting or two where they don't do a rate hike and then realize, ooh, we're not ready for this. We have to start doing this. Or is that something that the Fed won't really think about?
0: Oh, I think they're thinking about that a lot, especially after you know having to play catch up all year. I think they're really concerned about that and really concerned about sending mixed messages. Um, I think especially in this environment where a lot of the financial market participants are just really waiting for that news, the all clear signal that, uh, it's game on again and they want to pile back into the markets. So we're already seeing a little bit of that, I think already in the first few weeks of trading this year.
1: And then looking how this ripples out into forms of lending, obviously our audience with the housing market and, and mortgages, we've seen the the mortgage rates come down and, and really stabilize since the end of, of last year. Um, so is this something that can help that continue, maybe even come down a little bit if if the Fed continues to act as expected?
0: Yeah, I think if uh, especially if the Fed uh, feels confident that it could slow down the pace of rate increases because they think inflation is really going to fall back down to the target, you know, that those inflation expectations are going to be a big part of uh What's going into longer-term interest rates, which then in turn feed into the mortgage rates. So I think that, that that's definitely a possibility. I think that is a a, a potential outcome here. I think really we're seeing um, people in the mortgage markets getting used to the the new normal of of higher rates. I I don't think I don't think we'll see a return of you know three percent mortgage rates. But I but I don't think. Uh, at least right now, it doesn't look like you know return to seven or eight percent like we saw late in uh, in two thousand in twenty twenty two is in the cards.
1: Yeah, we have seen some some signs, including originations ticking back up so far this year that that buyers are coming back to the market. It sounds like you think that part of that is just the sticker shock of uh, mortgage rates wearing off.
0: Yeah, and again, that comes from you know personal experience. I mean, we saw we saw an amazing sticker shock in the in the early '80s, and and people adjusted to that. I mean, they found creative ways to deal with that. I think at the end of the day, you've got people who realize that you know purchasing a home is a really good investment for them, and they're going to find ways to do that uh, no matter what happens in the rest of the economy. And they they find ways to you know they find ways to to deal with the mortgage rates and the housing market conditions, whatever they are.
1: Are we also seeing consumer sentiment change? I mean, obviously, in the latter half of of last year, a lot of people were worried about whether or not we're in a recession. They cling to simplistic definitions of two down uh, quarters. Some people thought we were already there. Are we seeing attitudes change, or are people still worried about where the economy is?
0: yeah, most of the most of the numbers that are coming out of you know December expenditures are suggesting that people are pretty worried. Uh, and I think it's not being helped by the by the layoff announcements, even though, again, it's really hard to get a grip on whether those are uh, just a, adjustments from from uh, overhiring in the past or whether we're really they really are strong recession signals. But, yeah, I think that consumer sentiment is definitely uh, uh, I, I I wouldn't say it's trending down, but I think people are really again, they're 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 really being driven by this uncertainty. And also waiting for a signal about what what the real path of the economy is going to be going into the rest of the year.
1: I think the layoffs things because obviously we've seen that in the mortgage industry, we've seen some companies downsizing. Yeah. You talk to experts; it, the industry probably grew too much during the the refi boom. We're seeing a lot of layoffs in tech, but a lot of experts are like, "Well, those companies were just always too big, and this is a right sizing." But I guess it doesn't really matter to consumers, right? If you see layoffs, you're worried about if that will trickle over to your industry.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, as you say, a lot of this you can reason away with with over especially in the financial services and in tech. Um, but at some point, you know, the the lower activity trickles down into into other industries as well, and and you know, people's, uh, people's sentiment is a really strong driver of consumption. So you get uh, these this danger of a little bit of a of a of a vicious cycle kicking in.
1: Where do you see uh, inflation going over the next, you know, maybe to the middle part of the year? And of course, from there, what that does to the, the housing market? Does it seem like we're going to continue on this trend uh, of of downward inflation, which would then be good for mortgage rates? Yeah, I think we
0: are. I think the uh, I'm not as I'm not as optimistic that we're going to get back to the Fed's target anytime soon. But I do uh, think that we're going to continue to see inflation trend downward, maybe, you know mid year it'd be it'd be great in my opinion if we were even showing something in the 4% range um which would kind of put us within striking distance of getting getting back to normal you know a lot of this is going to depend on again getting back to that labor market is it too tight is productivity growing uh very strongly at all um you know those are really those, those to me are really the big questions uh, on the horizon that are that are going to have to get answered before we really know what's going to happen to inflation over the longer haul um If the labor market stays tight and wages have to continue to increase, there's just there's just going to be a lower limit that we can push inflation down to and no lower.
1: One of the possible benefits of the housing industry with wages going up is, of course, wages catch up to where home prices have skyrocketed. Um, Do do you foresee that possibly happening uh, later this year?
0: Gosh, for certain segments of the market, perhaps right. I think um, you know. I think I, I guess I'm thinking I have in mind that you know the more something like the entry level of the of the market where you see a lot of the wage growth that that has taken place over the past uh, year to 18 months or longer has been you know really at the at the entry level jobs and and the lower uh, range of the income ladder. So it's certainly possible. I think. Um, both sides are going to have to to move a bit, you know, given the medium, median home price is still rather high. I think uh, there's some movement down that's going to have to take place before that happens, but it's certainly
1: possible. Which, of course, would be good for first time home buyers who, who feel yeah. priced out of the market. Um, I guess if that happens too much, you know, we could see another home price explosion. But do you think that that was sort of an anomaly or do you think the conditions are there for home prices to sort of hit these double digit growths again? I don't. I think um I I I I
0: think your 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 the point you just made about uh, a lot of people being priced out of the market and priced out significantly so especially with mortgage rates having gone up. I think it is uh I think that's just going to be a really strong headwind. I don't think uh we'll be set up for that kind of strong growth. Um you know, we had we had this I think a really unusual combination of Wage growth was already strong. Then you had a lot of extra income coming from the government. You had uh, rates being, you know, pushed down again by massive, uh, massive liquidity injections in the system. All those things kind of piled in together to give us that, that tremendous rate of of home price uh, growth in the past uh, during the during the pandemic times. I just don't think we're going to get a repeat of all those circumstances. And I think they all have to happen together
1: to get that kind of growth. Well, I'm sure a lot of people in this industry would be happy to see something like a more normal, healthy growth.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. I think everybody's going to benefit if there's, you know, some sustainable, healthy growth rather than the the kind of boom and bust cycle that we've been experiencing here.
1: Connell, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, it's always great insight. Thanks a lot. It's always a pleasure. We'll be right back with the rest of your headlines. The Originator Connect Network. The nation's largest producer of mortgage events is about fostering a community founded on professionalism, collaboration, and personal and professional growth, connecting you to the story of your success. Welcome back. Here's your headlines for today, January 31st. New York Community Bank Corp. has completed its acquisition of Flagstar Bank. New York Community Bank Corp. is now shifting to an in-branch footprint model and shutting down 69% of its overall retail footprint. So what does that mean for staff? During its earnings call today, New York Community Bancorp says its headcount for originators will fall to less than 800, a reduction of about 10% of the combined staffs prior to the restructuring. In other news, 140 Amerisave Mortgage Corporation employees are suing the company. The lawsuit, at the request of Amerisave, has been moved to federal court. The employees claim that they went to Amerisave last year based on promises about the company's financial health, but were laid off over the summer just a few months later. They also claim they're owed unpaid wages and bonuses. And finally, they're accusing Amerisave of defamation. They say the company told the MLS. And finally, they're accusing Amerisave of defamation. They say the company told the NMLS that they were fired for cause. Casting their termination is something other than a layoff. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by TG Gutampereur, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by SkyGaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.